check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Truck Hero, Hero Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Infab. Actually, not Infab. Truck Hero, Get and Pro Taper. Coming at you. I got some new headphones. My voice sounds weird. I'll have to get used to that. It's Thursday, August 24th, noon Pacific. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Let's talk Indiana. The final round of the Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships is wrapping up, people. It is coming up. Uh, Tomac has to go like 11-11 if Marv goes 1-1 and 10-10 if Baggett goes 1-1. So it absolutely looks to be... Um, in play for Eli Tomac to win his first 450 uh, champ- national championship, either in Supercross or Motocross, this weekend. And, of course, Zach Osborne has it wrapped up on the 250 side. The only uh, battle there is going on for third overall. Four out of the top ten 250 Motocross points uh, riders and points are, are out this weekend. Uh, Joey Savacci, broken foot. Dylan Fernandez, broken wrist. Amart's been out for a while. And Shane McElrath is out due to a podium injury. Yeah, a podium injury, man, uh, which is crazy. Uh, he tried to break a champagne bottle, cut his hand really good, and he is out for the weekend also. So, uh, plenty to talk about, though. Jeffrey Hurlings is coming over. The wonder child of MXGP. Coming over this weekend, and I admire that, man. Uh, nice job by Jeffrey showing up for KTM. We're going to see how he can do. He's going to add a massive wild card to everything that goes on there. Fly Race and Moto 60 show. We are giving away a set of 2018 Evo gear. That's their top-of-the-line gear that Fly Racing makes. It's the one with the boas on the back. Boa system closure, and uh, we thank everybody at Fly Racing for the support. Each year they develop, they test, they improve the products in the never-ending pursuit of the perfect racewear. The first to integrate the Boa stuff system, the Fly Racewear, offers unmatched comfort, performance, and durability. Prepare, perform, and progress with Fly Racing. Great stuff. 2018 stuff is really, really uh, sharp-looking stuff. So we thank those guys for uh, coming on board. And also, to uh, Get, the technology that made Get Riders world champions is finally available on the market. Uh, the new ECU, uh, the, the RX-1 processor, it's extremely precise and works totally different compared to the common OEM systems. It guides you to the perfect RPM range to get the best start out of your machine, thanks to the bright LED light that is made out to be an RPM dashboard. The JGR Suzuki guys run it, as well as the uh, Yamaha Cooper Webb and Chad Reed uh, when he raced Supercross. They use Get as well. And ProTaper. You know ProTaper's name. Uh, you know the quality they have. They have the Rockstar Energy Husky team. They have the Geico uh, Honda team. They have the JGR Suzuki team as well. And uh, ProTaper.com. Please check them out. They've got the uh, lot of lo- uh, a lot of different handlebars to choose from. Brake pads and uh, and sprockets and chains and fusion bar, micro bar, one-third waffle grips as well. They got a lot. ProTaper continues to push the limits and reinvent the way you all 
experience riding your motorcycle and truck hero truck-hero.com they're a proud sponsor of the auto trader jgr suzuki team parent company of nfab uh great guys and uh they are a supplier of premium vehicle accessories made in the usa back industries undercover nfab bed rug husky liners all under the truck hero umbrella truck-hero.com thanks to those guys as well and like i said 702-586-7857. we got a few lines open. A lucky caller today will win a set of the 2018 uh, Fly Evo gear uh, for just for calling in to the show. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. we got uh, Jason Thomas coming up as well as Dan Truman from Get to talk hurlings, to talk Indiana, maybe talk some MXDN, maybe talk some MXGP next weekend at WW Ranch in Jacksonville. I will be going, so my season is not quite over. This may or may not be the last Fly Race and Moto 60 show of the year. We may do one next week, people. We'll see. We'll figure it out. I'm Steve Mathis, of course. Uh, joining me is the producer of the show. The Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? Hi, Steve. How was Endurocross, bro? Quite enjoyable. Oh, yeah? I must say, yeah. I've been to a few of them, like, over there. I don't think I went to the first year, but I went to, like, the second year, and I've been to a few of them over time, mm-hmm. and they never cease to uh, amaze me on how fun they are. I mean, it's... There's no other kind of form of racing where someone can literally be in second to last place on the last lap yeah. and come back and win it. Yeah, I've heard that the women's class it's, was it's insane, right? The women's class was insane. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> I know. I keep telling people, if, if they're in your area, mm-hmm. go. You need to go. Tickets yeah. are cheap. Yeah. And it's it's nonstop action. And it's, it's so exciting. different. Yep. And it's fun. And it's, it's you, you don't know where to look. That's the only yeah. problem with it is there's so much going on. You don't know where to look. And A-Ray did okay. He wasn't. He wasn't bad. I think he was. He was. There's a lot of traffic jams. Is one of the problems because people start piling up and everything. Uh-huh. And I think he didn't know what to do because he'd never seen anything like that before. Because <laughs> there was a few times where he he'll be going and then there'll be a traffic jam and it almost kind of like stop. And he's like, well, how am I supposed to get around this thing? <laughs> and so instead of like attacking and trying to figure something out, that was the only yeah. Just cr- ride over cr- everybody's critique. bikes yeah, and bodies. Freaking go for it, right. man. Send it. Yeah. In the words of him. But it's so fun. Uh, Indiana coming up. Jeffrey Hurlings mm-hmm. this weekend. You excited? I Actually, I was very uh, pleasantly surprised that, that he was actually going to do it, that they've yeah. confirmed him in and everything like yeah. that. I think that'll make a nice change for, for this weekend. Uh, ballsy of him, and I like it. Good job. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it, yeah. You know, in 2017, it's, uh, it's I, I can't do Dis Nations. I can't do European races. I can't do this. I can't do that. Uh, I don't want to risk myself, blah, blah, blah. And all for good reasons. I'm not, I'm not yep. mocking those reasons, but that's the world we live in. This guy's like, ah, screw it. Other than a little bit of experience, he doesn't have a lot to gain because if he comes out there and he doesn't no. do well, yeah. it's like he doesn't have anything. He no, he's second in the uh, MXGP points. He's battling with Desal for second overall yeah. behind Caroli. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he's just like, screw it. I think so, it'll be great. I like it. Let's get uh, Jason Thomas to talk a little bit about it from Fly Racing. Uh, a couple of battles this weekend, like I mentioned, at the uh, Crawfordsville round. First of all, um, I'll talk to JT a little bit, but sneaky national this weekend. It's brand new to the series. Still new, anyways, to the series. It's a little out there from Indianapolis. It's been muddy for a few years, so we haven't really got a full um, full experience of Crawfordsville. Um, one year that it wasn't muddy, they watered the crap out of the track. But um, really good track, really good dirt. Uh, crowds have not been good, uh, at least in my opinion anyways. Crowds have not been good. Not sure why, but uh, I really, really uh, like this place and like this track. I think it's, I think it's pretty good. So uh, that's coming up this weekend and uh, uh, final round. So... Somehow, 
amazingly, uh, Adam Cincerullo with his win at Bud's Creek uh, is third in overall in the points. He jumped uh, Plessinger, he jumped Savachi, he jumped Fernandez, Fernandez, he jumped Amart, and uh, he can get third overall in the points, which is not too shabby for him. So that's a little battle between him and Plessinger going on, and uh, also. Um, and in the, in the 450s, Baggett is two points up on Marv. That's something to watch. And I asked Baggett if he even cared about uh, uh, getting second in points, and he said he did. So that's good. Uh, some of these guys are fake, fake like they don't care. Uh, all right, let's get to our first guest. He is uh, live from Mexico. Uh, Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? How's, how's Cabo? Uh, you have been here, so I'm sure you know how Cabo is. Uh, it's spectacular. It is. I'm glad you have time for us. I, I did not think you would want to do, do this, but it's awesome. So, um, I had time for you yesterday, too. You are not going to Indiana, but Jeffrey Hurlings is racing, as you know, and I just was talking to Tits about this. Uh, congrats to him for doing this. Uh, he's in a battle for second for the MXGP series um, with, with DeSalle, and he's got nothing really to gain, a lot to lose. He's on a different bike. Uh, different fuel, he's jet-lagged, and he's still saying, let's go, let's do this, let's race. And I, for one, applaud that in this in this time of racers not doing extra races and, and bowing out of off-season Euro races, bowing out of Disney Nations, and for all the right reasons, like I told Tits. But I like it. Props to Hurlings for doing this. Yeah, I think part of that is that the USA, and, and good for us, USA is the, the ultimate landing spot, I think, uh, as far as race series or where they want to live or racing incident. And I think the talent has migrated here and I'm sure there would be, you know, uh, MXGP people that would argue that. Um, but I mean, if you look at Roxon and you look at over the past, the best guys have wanted to come race in the USA. I think that's just, that's just facts. Uh, so I think for Hurlings, the situation he's in, he was injured coming into the season, and he lost a lot of points. So the title's out of reach. He knows that. You know, he's um, he's 100 points out, basically. So for him, it's kind of a no-pressure situation where he's he's firing on all cylinders right now. He's riding really well. Uh, he's winning quite a bit right now, or battling with, uh, with Tony Caroli. So I think it's a great situation where he can come in with no pressure and ride freely because if you look at where his career is probably going and the trajectory he's on, he probably won't have any of these situations moving forward. Um, so I'm, I'm sure he's looking at the opportunity and be like, I don't know if I'll get this again because, you know, most likely I'll be in a title fight and they're not going to let me go do this. So good for him. I, I actually yeah. absolutely agree with you that this is uh, this is a cool deal. Yeah, for sure. He If, if he didn't want to do it, no one would come down on him, you know. And like I said, strange bike, no, strange no, track and everything. So. Um, the positive. Yeah, I, okay, I think the same. Like, there's no way. There's no way if he was in Tony's situation, he would do this. No, you know, he's in a very unique situation for his career where he's able to do this uh, with no Marty, and that's one more spot for him too. No, no Marty. Yeah, this you weekend. keep saying that, but whatever. Um, okay, so <laughs> I can't really argue it with Tony's with with Marty's results, but I would have to say that Carlin is probably beat Marty. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. He uh, he's showing up. In Indiana, final round this weekend. And JT, uh, Indiana is like, I don't know what's going on. The crowds have not been great. We've had a f- two mutters out of three years, I think, that it's been there. Track's pretty good, though. Like, it's a good track. And I don't know quite why the people aren't showing up like other nationals. And, you know, we've had rain and everything else. It's a sneaky good track. Yeah, I think weather has been a, a big factor. You know, uh, 2014, the, the inaugural year for this event was incredibly muddy. I mean, it was basically underwater. You know, it wasn't even like a motocross race at that point. 
And then even the past two years have been wet leading up to it. You know, mm-hmm. we had heavy, heavy rains the night before. Um, and both tracks have really been ruddy and soft and not great. So I think this year is going to be the first year that we have a fair uh, judgment scale because the weather's going to be great. It's going to be in the 70s and sunny and all that. Um, but even even though the attendance hasn't been off the charts, I, I, I know that the amateur – uh, turnout for the their amateur event has been really really good. Okay. So, um, just because there's just because there's not a lot of people there for the race, and I think weather is has pushed some just casual fans away. I know yeah. that the the actual racer turnout that gets to ride the track on the day before and after mm-hmm. uh, that's been really really good. So okay. uh, it's a little, a little bit misleading, I think, on that end. Uh, good track though, right? You like it? It's pretty good. Yeah, I, I would really like to ride this track when it wasn't. Uh, rain influence because my only uh, time riding it was the Legends deal and it was really soft and ruddy and wet and uh, it wasn't that much fun. We had we had ridden it after the amateurs had been out there, mm-hmm. just beating the hell out of it, and uh, I, I didn't enjoy it too much at that point. But I, I think if it was great conditions like we'll see on Saturday, I, I would love this track. Yeah, I haven't ever gotten that opportunity. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. I think. Um... We talked about Hurlings coming over, and he's, he's a world-class rider, and it's a softer track, which is good for him, you know, although, you know, he killed it at Majoria, and it was a pretty hard pack, but um, look, Baggett's injured. He's not practicing much at all during the week. Uh, he's not practicing if if maybe not at all or very very little uh, all week. Marv is going to go for it, and Eli's going to be in safe mode, and to me, Cole Seeley and these other guys, uh, uh, Justin Bogle, who came off a win, of course, and Pike, Webb, um, Hurlings has these guys covered, flat-out covered in my opinion. So this is looking good outside of Marv, who maybe he's not allowed to beat. We don't know. It's looking good for Hurlings to go one or two this weekend. I think so, too. Um, you know, I think the the track is, is going to help the USA guys more than, say, the past couple years because, you know, Hurlings is used to riding tracks that aren't worked on very often. So, a track we've seen in 2016 or 2015 would uh, be a lot softer and I think just play much more into uh, into Hurling's hands. Um, I think uh, if the way this track plays out on Saturday, I think if it, does, it doesn't rain, which it's not going to, I think the track will be great, which I think is what the USA guys are used to. I think it'll be faster and more... Uh, possible to beat Hurlings because if you go back and you watch the MXGP races, the tracks are just beat down, super ruddy, hard ruts at the end of the day. I think that's what Jeffrey's good at and what he's what he's accustomed to. Uh, so I'm actually a little bit optimistic on the USA guys' chances of beating beating Hurlings on a track that we're going to see on Saturday. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, I think uh, the lack of track time, every single European guy who comes over talks about that. The lack of uh, practice time you get on Saturday compared to the GPs. Um, I don't know if he's at press day. I saw some Instagram videos. I never saw him. So I don't he know is, yeah. He's oh, there. he is? Okay. Yep, he, was, so he's, he was right in front of Eli. Yeah, he was in between Eli and maybe Marv. Okay. So I'm not watching the right ones anyways. So he's there at press day. That helps. But uh, certainly the hectic schedule, um, The you know, you, there's no intermission. Just go, go, go. And it's going to be, you know, it'll be humid. It Humid-er. Not not uh, Bud's Creek, but but pretty good for, you know, typical uh, Midwest summer in America. That's That's the negative for hurlings. Do you agree? Well, yeah, and of course what you said, I agree. But also you got to keep in mind it's a completely different motorcycle than he's used to. Different frame, different engine spec, 
uh, possibly different tires. Um, there's a lot of moving parts for him as far as a different scenario with the bike. So I don't think it's just a line them up and the, the same Jeffrey Hurlings we've seen the last few weekends will be the same Jeffrey Hurlings we've seen on Saturday. And if you go back in history, you look at the guys that have come over, everybody from Joel Smith to whoever you want to pick, it's been kind of the same way. They don't, it just, it doesn't translate. And, mm-hmm. and I think that goes the same way for guys from Canada that come down. I think it's, um, in most scenarios, we see that, you know, there are the outliers. Um, Dean Ferris did very well this year coming over from Australia in a one-off event. So I don't think it's always the case, but, you know, with a, with a different bike, with everything being different, I think, you, you know, the just the fuel alone, forget about the frame, which is a huge deal, but just the fuel alone changes the engine characteristics. I think he's going to be trying to sort out a lot of things on Saturday morning that he typically doesn't deal with and a lot less track time than he's used to. So yeah. um, I think that's going to play play a role in the results on uh, Saturday afternoon. You like Tomac's chances to take this home? For the title, I do. I think uh, I think he's smart enough. I think he learned a lot with the way Supercross went. Uh, that, I think it was a very painful lesson for him to learn. But uh, I see him not taking a lot of chances. He knows the math. You know, if he goes 10-10 on Saturday, there's nothing that anyone can do to him. It's completely out of everyone's hands if he can just manage a 10-10 finish. So mm-hmm. that makes it pretty easy on him. I mean, with his talent level, for him to go 10-10 is not very difficult. So uh, I look for him to play it safe every step of the way. He's going to take take spots where he can and just keep himself out of harm's way. You know, I wouldn't expect him on the podium overall. Um, he's just going to basically take what comes to him. Uh, all right, let's get to some phone calls here. We got Kyle. Wants to talk about Kenny Rocks. And what's up, Kyle? Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. What's going on? It's good to talk to you guys. Thanks. I'm sure you guys probably have your Moto Crystal Ball out, and I was wanting to see. I know this is jumping ahead a little bit. What you think the chanceability of Ken possibly riding the Red Bull No Curve Supercross or No Turn Supercross? Um, especially since one of their premier athletes, James, probably won't be there. I would assume. And what you think the probability of Monster Cup for him? Uh, obviously, on Insta, he's posting, yeah. posting stuff of him riding. And it's I can't see. I, I, I can't see either one, JT. I would put it very, 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 very low odds for either one. Who, who was it for James? Ken Roxon. Oh, Rock. Yeah. I, you know, there was talk of him trying to ride motocross the nation. Um, but man, I, I don't know why he would rush it. I, I really don't. Um, I think Anaheim one should be his focus and goal. And that's, uh, that's a very, I think a positive goal and a great step that most people didn't think he would be able to take. Do I think it's out of the realm of possibility? No, because I know how hell Benny is and basically no one tells Kenny what he's going to do and not do. It seems like, uh, but for his own good, I, w- I would think waiting till Anaheim one would be the best bet. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't see it happening, man. But uh, I'm sure Kenny will be teasing it in social media and everything else. But if guaranteed, I'm ha- guaranteed, he guaranteed in the back of his mind he wants to do it. I just yeah. hope for his own sake that he he makes the right decision. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, he seems like a personality where if he if anyone was going to do it, he seems like he'd be the one to try to throw the book to the wind and and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But Honda's going to be yeah. like, uh, no way, you know. So. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, let's get to uh, Zach. What's going on, Zach? How are you? I'm good. Um, I had a question about Chad Reed. Um, When can we expect him to see him on his new top-secret program? Will it be Monster Cup or later? Uh, What do you think, JT? 
Uh, that's a good question. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Monster Cup. Um, yeah, I would. Uh, I would bet that it would be Monster Cup or, or, or an event somewhere around that timing. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of moving parts in his program right now, so I would bet he doesn't know for sure. Uh, but it would make sense. Most most riders and teams launch their new programs in October, so look for an event in October that makes sense. And I think uh, I think he's close to the Bercy or Paris Supercross, agreeing to go to that um, if everything works out. So I think we'll see him there. That's late November or mid November, I should say. So um, thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, let's get to uh, Brett. Brett, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going? Uh, thanks for taking my call. What's up? Uh, yeah, I have a little bit of a theory here with Hurlings uh, and KTM. Uh, so whether or not you think that KTM, you know, top brass, decided to bring Hurlings over for the race to kind of stall Eli a little bit maybe in the race. And, you know, uh, so that way Marvin doesn't have to worry about it. It's out of his way. Um, personally, I would be very surprised to see – to not see that uh, have a uh, Hurlings line up right next to Eli, so that you know if he pinches him off on the first corner or something like that, he has to rip through the pack and make the ten ten more possible than uh, than Marv has a better chance of the title. What, what do you think? What do you think, JT? I don't I don't buy that part of the the situation. But what do you think? Uh, to be honest with you, the way Eli starts it, then he's, they're probably better off letting him do his own thing staying out of his way because he seems like he fouls up the start more times than not anyway. <laughs> uh, but to answer your question specifically, no, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think they're taking that route. I think if anything, they're allowing this to happen because they're hoping that, you know, I'm sure they're hoping that Marv goes one, one. And then the more KTMs that they can put in between uh, Eli and Marvin, the better. So I, I'm sure at some point they were hoping that that's how it plays out where Erling goes two two and Marv goes one, one. And, Hopefully Eli goes twelve twelve. You know, I'm sure that's what they're hoping. Uh, yeah. But for Hurlings, I, I think he fully is intending to go out and go one one. I really but, think but, he believes it. I don't. I don't think he cares about Marvin's championship at all. Yeah, I don't think this is driven to help Marv. Like it's not. Nobody said Hurlings didn't say I'm going to do this to help Marv. KTM didn't say Hey, can you help Marv? Like none of that is none of that is driving this decision by Hurlings. It's just a coincidence that he could help out. But I think he's just racing anyways. So okay, right. just a little bit of a theory. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, Shad, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, the reason I called is I seen there on social media, uh, Jeffrey Hurlings posted that he's at Alden Baker's camp, mm-hmm. and I was wondering on uh, some insight uh, after his contracts up in Europe or the MXGPs. Do you see him coming here to America and being that that? fill in dungy spot uh, no no he he's not he's got no desire to ride supercross he came over a couple years ago rode some supercross from what i understand wasn't very good he doesn't have a lot of experience in it so i would think zero chance he ever comes over and does a full season uh, jt i guess you could see him coming over for our nationals maybe in the future but um, I, I don't know yeah I don't, he just he just signed from what i've been told the largest motocross deal that's ever been handed out for mxgp so and it was a long-term deal for the most money that i've heard that i was told was ever given to a rider in europe so i don't i think that was basically his final decision like am i ever coming to the usa or not was basically that deal uh and he kind of decided to stay so with the money that they handed out i think they're basically positioning themselves to win a lot of the mxgp mxgp titles for a long time yeah, I don't see it, uh, Shad. Uh, I know people would, exci- would be excited for it, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see it. 
that would be neat, especially I've seen them at Alden Alden's facility. Yeah, on, you know. Yeah, uh, for sure. But, well, it's no different than okay. go, you know. Paul in Paul in was there this past year too, so I think it's more of a little bit of that where he's going to go over and check out the program, and, and maybe he does his preseason work, you know, in Florida just the way uh, Gautier Paulin did last year. Yeah. Um, but as far as a full time move to the USA, I, with the long term deal he just signed, he's in the first year of it. I, I can't yeah. see that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Graham, what's going on, man? What's happening? You want to talk about Babbitts? Yeah, dude. So I live about half an hour from the actual Babbitts dealership. Okay. And they're doing they're like doing sponsorship for like the Sea Riders and all that stuff. Well, they sponsor everybody, you know. But man, it's so nice to have a little help and get a deal on parts. So hey, man, shout out to Kyle down there. Yeah, they He's uh, probably listening. They help me with they're, the yeah. uh, they help me with my project bikes. The guys at Babbitts online, um, they do all my give me a deal on all of my project bike parts. Their service is phenomenal. And even when I made the mistake and double ordered some parts, they took them back. So awesome yeah, job. Dude, those guys are awesome. Yeah. Hey, I do I don't want to be that guy, but I got to ask. Okay. Can I get the gear? No, you can't be that guy. Sorry, bud. Can't be no. that guy? No, <laughs> can't be that guy. Thank I had, you. Hey, I had to ask. No, I you did. I had to ask though. Props I couldn't call asking. in and not ask. No, thank you. I appreciate it. You just asked at a bad time. Yeah, I'm getting news, I'm getting news. a lot of heat over this decision of at, the giving this the Kyle down there can probably help you out. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting some heat um, from people calling in and saying, can I have this? And then me giving it to them. So, um, you know, I, I, I got I to be firmer. I got to be tougher. So, um, just a Canadian in you. I know. Let's get to Taylor. Taylor, what's up? You got a question for JT? Well, it's kind of a two-parted question for both of you guys. But um, first question is, why don't they do more track prep on the GPs? Why is it so... Just kind of, it is what it is, and yeah, they don't really touch it. That's what they feel. That's how they feel it should be, man. Um, I I went to Toshin Tall a few years ago for a GP, and I happened to walk the track with Josh Coppins after Saturday, after the qualifiers and and after practice on Saturday, and we're walking the track at five o'clock, uh, just bullshitting and, and walking around it. And I said, uh, "Are they going to groom this?" And he just laughed. He laughed. He said, "No, mate. This is it." Because the ruts were full of water and they were cross rutted and hard pack and I mean that's just why they want to do it, man. Um, they have a different track prep system than than we do in the USA, and I'm not I don't know if it's good or bad or whatever, but uh, that's the way they do it. Well, right we, went, we went through this too. Just just to hop in, we went through this phase too when uh, when the White Lock was here in the mid 2000s. You know the yeah oh five oh oh four oh five oh six oh seven the outdoors. You know, we we had Saturday practice back then, and the races on Sunday, similar to the GP style, and we did, they didn't touch the track. There was uh, there was very minimal done. You know, I remember Southwick, they left the track from the race before. There was a there was a warm up race at Southwick the weekend before our race, and then they left it from then all the way through Saturday and then all the way through Sunday. So it's just a change in philosophy, and you know that's how they think that the races should be run. Yeah. So anything else, Taylor? Right. Um, is there going to be later on, I guess this would probably be maybe during Supercross season, but is there going to be any LE colorways for the Evo stuff? JT, Evo, LE stuff. Uh, for Evo, not right now. Um, the only the only LE we have will be in Hydrogen, and that will be uh, coming up in the next couple months. So. Hydrogen is just the choice of most of our Supercross guys. It's, it's pure performance, and that's what our our Supercross guys lean towards. So that we want to make something that uh, that they want to wear and they're pumped on wearing on race day. All right, there you go, gotcha. man. Thank you. Appreciate it.
Thanks for the call. Uh, let's go to Randy. Randy, what's up, man? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's What's your question for JT? So JT, um, I want. I'm buying the uh, new Evolution Two gear, and I'm going to get it from BTL. Yep. But they're showing that it's not in stock yet. And then when I look at uh, Rockman ATV, they're showing it out until September 5th. Do you know why there's no two gears so far out? Uh, we had a port issue, so there was basically a container that got stuck in the port. Um, but that oh. stuff should be available any day. We're just we basically were waiting on stuff that's out of our control. It was literally sitting wow. at the dock, and you know we're blowing their phone up, basically saying, "Hey, we need that. We have deadlines," and they're like, "Yeah, well, we have you know a lot of other companies that are pissed off cool. too." And uh, so, long story short, it's it's here. We're just trying to get it into our warehouses in stock, but it'll be any day. Okay, okay. I'll just keep checking detail and make sure it comes off and all. Yeah, use the pulp code, bro, to save, too. Use the pulp oh, code. I will. Okay. I will. That's, why I'm, that's why I'm going to be chill. But, right. But I have one more question about helmets. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I'm a fly guy. I have fly helmets in the year. But how come you don't have that many styles with the mitts? I mean, most of the colors don't. I mean, you have some cool new helmets, but they don't have the mitts in it. Only a few styles have the mitt. How come you don't do more styles with the mitts in it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we, we basically try to offer lots of options. Um, you know, the Weston Pike replica does, uh, the Forge graphic does, um, and then there are other graphics that don't. The rewire and the fracture don't. Um, and it really just reflects our volume. You know, we we do more volume at the the non-MIPS, basically because it's $70 cheaper at retail, you know, and, and so we have yeah. to... We have to position ourselves accordingly. You know, if if our volume is at the lower price point, we have to make sure that that reflects um, our offering too. So, it's you know, me personally, if if I could flip flop that and have all the volume at the the MIPS helmet with with a higher price point, I would do it in a heartbeat. You know, we just have to yeah. be practical about it. So, yeah, I think moving forward. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, moving forward, long term, I think MIPS is going to be something you see more and more of. Uh, this year, we launched a $200 uh, helmet with MIPS in it, so I think you'll see more and more offerings with MIPS, and you're going to see more and more graphics. Um, we just have to take you know step by step to get there. Right. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, uh, me, I prefer I prefer safety. You know, I always want safety over price. Myself, I always you know, Absolutely. Safety is what I'm yep. do, so. I, I couldn't agree more. Cool, man. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Appreciate it. Uh, let's get to Kyle. You want to talk uh, Hurling's moto finishes? Yeah, I uh, I was just me and my friend were speculating on how he would do, and I felt like I you know pretty pretty uh, knowledgeable about GP motocross, and I kind of predicted that he would be on the podium at least, and no less than top five. Uh, my friend was disagreeing with me on that. Oh no! Yeah, no, he is. Kinda, he is top five. No, he, he you're, is top, you're right. Yeah, you're right. He's top five all day. And, and eighty, I would say a ninety percent chance he's on the podium. Um, yeah. I went, yep. Kyle. My moto scores. I went four two in my prediction, and just because not he doesn't get beat straight up by three guys in the first moto, but he uh, tips over or gets a bad start and gets fourth and whatever. And the second moto, perhaps he doesn't beat Marv. He lets Marv win. So 4-2 was my mm -hmm. prediction. But uh, he, yeah, I, he, he will be on the podium. Yeah, I kind of figured that KTM might be bringing him in to kind of shake up the points a little bit in the favor of, like, Baggett and Muscan. Well, I, I don't know if they're bringing him in for that. I think Hurling's like, hey, can I race? And KTM's like, cool. And then, oh, by the mm -hmm. way, if it helps out, if it works, can you help us out? But that's not the main motivation, in my opinion, right. for this. But thanks, yeah. man. Appreciate the call. All right.
if this was if this was a if the points were seven or eight, mm-hmm. I, I think there would be a lot to that. But when you're talking about a full moto lead, it's really hard to you yeah. know kind of look at the thing sideways. You know, they have he has such a big lead that most likely none of this is going to matter. Yeah, no, absolutely. Let's get to David. David, you have a question about JGR? Yeah. Um, so obviously now that they are Auto Trader Yoshimura Suzuki Factory mm-hmm. Racing Team, mm-hmm. what does that do to JGR's involvement? Um, now that Yoshimura is pretty much going to be involved with this, you know, I, I know obviously last year they had, or this past uh, season, they had the 250 effort, but uh, the 450s, they were still doing their own thing. So does that tail back some of what their involvement is? Or I don't think so. You know, I don't think that's decided yet, but I would not be surprised, David, to just see the Yosh guys work on 250s. And the JGR guys work on their two four fifty guys, and and that's it. That just just as it was this year. Uh, I don't, but you know, I think it's all like, it's all good. Like if JGR comes up with something on a two fifty program, that or comes up with something on a four fifty that could work for the two fifty, here you go, and and vice versa. Yosh could be like, hey, we found this. Try it on the four fifty. Like it's, I think that's just all you know, um, official party lines. But they're working well together, and so uh, I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see officially. 450s are JGR, 250s are Yosh, but it's going to be, you know, all sides are working together here. So Okay. Uh, David, you want some fly gear? Sure. All yeah, right. I'll take some. Uh, good question. I like the question. Stay on the line. Tissa, get your information. You win a set of 2018 Evo fly gear from the folks at Fly Racing. It's got the boa on the back, so it's a fantastic system. Thanks for calling. Awesome. Stay on the line. I hey, appreciate it, guys. All right. Thank you. Uh, don't you agree, JT? Like, this is... It's all just official, like, you know, for official matters, but they're all working together. Yeah, I mean, look at the Bichelia switch, and, I mean, there are obviously a lot of moving parts that are all kind of coming back towards the middle. So it's good to see. Uh, in a in a world that, Steve, you and I both see closer than most people do with so much politics and people holding back information and, and kind of, you know, working against each other, it's, it's nice to see yeah. that Suzuki was able to – Pull this stuff together and everybody help each other. I like to see that that cooperation. Uh, Scott on four asks if Baggett and Marvin get number one jerseys made for the last round, and absolutely, right, JT? Yeah, we we, we made ours. I actually had a conversation, and it was like looking at we were looking at the points, and like we have to do it either way. Yeah, like, it's yeah. Just, Let's hope for the best, and we go in with them. So I would, I would almost guarantee. I know we did it. I would guarantee, almost yeah. guarantee that uh, that Mark's people did it. Yeah, well. you have to. And, and unlike the Super Bowl jerseys for the losing team, they're not going to end up in Ethiopia for for half price. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Probably end up in a box in our warehouse for the next fifty years, like <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's get to Anthony about the designations. Anthony, what's up, man? What do you want to talk about? Hey, guys, a uh, long-time listener, wanted to call in. I keep hearing people talk about, oh, we shouldn't send this guy because he's never been, but isn't that how a lot of people get their first shot anyway? Yeah, I agree, and JT, you're one of them. You're always like, ah, I don't know if he should go or whatever, but everybody's got to go one time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, we'll see how it plays out. I'm a little iffy on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all I'm all for sending our team. I think it's going to be great, and I know that we're kind of at a downfall with injuries. But yeah, I, I just been thinking the past couple of weeks haven't had an opportunity to call in. So thanks no. for taking the call. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you. Fly racing Moto sixty sh- show presented by Get and uh, Pro Taper and the folks at Truck Hero. Thanks for listening, everybody. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We still have a few lines open. Uh, we're going to get uh, Dan Truman coming up uh, next. Uh, Let's go to uh, Houston on one. Houston, what's going on? What's your question, man? So on Houston, Monday, you have you a problem? Are... Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I do have a problem. <laughs> Steve finally added me on fucking Facebook. Yeah, sorry, bro. I'm not a Facebook guy. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not a Facebook guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so on Monday, you guys were talking about numbers were down at like the Enduro Cross, and and uh, numbers have been down at several different venues to where like attendance has been down. So a couple of years ago at uh, Spokane Arena Cross, they had record numbers for attendance there. And then I heard afterwards that they were never going to have it there again because they didn't clean the damn facility up. <laughs> why, why would they screw something up like that for such wow. a, a venue, like an event that like, doesn't have very many attendees, but they had record numbers I mean, who knows what the truth is? I mean, maybe that's the truth. I don't know. And I'm sure it's not something they did on purpose. But, I mean, these arenas and stadiums can be very difficult to work with. So maybe they didn't do something that they, you know, didn't know they had to do. You know what I mean? I, I, mean, I don't know. I, well, you know, I, mean, perfect, I was there. I was there. Is, uh, Hold on, Houston. What? Go ahead, JT. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say a perfect example of this is why we don't go to AT&T Park in San Francisco anymore. Yeah. Uh, Fell Fel basically just threw their hands up and said, we can't deal with these people. Like, it's just too difficult. Like, yep. their, their demands and everything, they want us to jump through hoops. It's just too much. So we, we just don't go there anymore. Uh, Houston, I'm going to ask Eric Pernard about that, about the Spokane round. Yeah. And uh, see if I can get an answer for you this Monday. That'd be sweet. Okay. Cause I just... Because I only live two hours from there. I'll tell you what. Everybody will be waiting to hear about what happened to the Spokane Durocross round, Houston. Yeah. Which is South Moser. What if Moser? Right, what if Moser got hammered, Houston, and, and tore down some some scaffolding or something? <laughs> well, he definitely got hammered. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he tore down uh, scaffolding. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Houston. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Uh, I am going to ask Eric about that. Uh, JT, thanks for your time on the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Uh, appreciate it, and uh, we'll probably do one of these next week for the USGP. By the way. So um, final. Yeah, so it. final. And, uh, ask Truman. Ask. ask Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, final moto scores prediction for Hurlings. I said four two. For Hurlings, I said I said three one. Okay. Three one. All right. So we're we're close. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, after the first moto, I think uh, Eli has this thing in a situation where Hurlings is like, screw this, I'm going for it. And okay. It. All right. Perfect. Three one. Uh, Tits, what do you got for Hurlings? Two two. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, JT. Appreciate it. All right, see you guys. See you. Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by Get uh, uh, Pro Taper and Truck Hero. Next up for our, uh, our guest is uh, Dan Truman from Get. What's up, Truman? How are you? 1-1. One, one. Hurlings, 1-1. One, one. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm dead serious. J- me and JT have a bet. Uh, and and Parabinos, our other buddy, he said on Twitter last night, Hurlings uh, is going to win. He, that's what he said. Hurlings? Hurlings is going to win. Okay, obviously a lot plays into that. Is he allowed to win? Um, you know, a good start. He's riding a different bike. He's not going to get as much track time. The odds are all against him, mm-hmm. and that's why J- JT is giving him a three-one. But he rode in Florida yesterday, and he was real fast. Um, <laughs> real fast. Real yeah, fast. no, he's good. I say four-two just because of a tip over, a bad start, and then I say two because he maybe rides behind Marv, not allowed to pass Marv. You know, so. Yeah, we, we'll we'll see. I think Eli just wants to win the title, and then 
If it was closer in points, I would think that KTM would be willing to do something. But it's twenty eight points or thirty points. It's a lot of points. Yeah. I don't think I don't think that really matters. So yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I, I hope it's a good weekend. I hope he I hope he does good. I like the guy. I, I was saying beforehand. Uh, I've never met him. Uh, I talked to him one time. He took a he took a joke I made poorly at Bercy one year. But uh, besides that, um, which a lot of people have done that to me over the years, by the way. So it's not that big of a shock. Um, Besides that, uh, I, I admire him for coming over, Dan. He's got everything to lose, nothing much to gain. And in this year's, in this 2017 world we live in where riders can't do extra races and they don't want to do this and they don't want to do that, Hurlings is like, yeah, screw it, I'll go. I admire that. Yeah, I do too. And, I mean, what pe- most people don't know is that his GP bike is so much different than the bike he has to race this weekend. Um, down to the chassis, to everything else, just because of the rules are different. And um, I think that's going to be his hardest part is is getting used to the bike. I'm not even sure what tires he's going to use this weekend. Yeah. You know, down to he uses Pirelli in Europe, but they're a whole different tire than, than here and things like that. So, um I'm I'm happy to see him race. I think it's cool. I don't think he'll have many opportunities to come do it again. I think this was a, a kind of a strange year for him not to be in the title chase uh, in MXGP. So mm-hmm. I think I think it's cool for him to do it. And look, I don't know if he cares or not, but he's in a battle with the South for second overall in MXGP series. So you know, I don't know. He's got something to lose that way too. I, maybe he doesn't care. You know. But. Yeah, I think you can. It's actually a three-way battle. It's the Saul, Paulin, and him. I think they're within like four points, all three of them. Yeah. So uh, it should be good. But they have three more rounds left too. That's a that's a lot of racing left in the DP. So yeah, no, I think it'll, it'll be a good weekend. That's true. Uh, hey, last week on this very show, we gave away a, a Get Wi-Fi controller for the CRF thing, uh, CRF 450. Um, something exciting for you guys? Yeah, it's uh, it's a new product. Um, it's uh, you can tune a stock. Honda ECU, any any Honda, 2013 and up, uh, 250 or 450. So uh, it's something new we worked with with Honda in Japan. Um, you know, some people don't want to spend the extra money for an ECU, but they still like the ability to maybe make some changes. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, it's something we worked with. Uh, it's a free app. You just buy the buy the Wi-Fi tuner, and then uh, you can change it right from your smartphone. So yeah, yeah I sent that out. I sent that out to the winner last week. Uh, I don't think he's got a chance to try it yet, but uh, I'm looking for some feedback. I think he'll be very happy when he gets it. Uh, yeah, yeah, should be good. Should be exciting to see. Uh, get, uh, please check him out at uh, getdata. Dot, uh, dot it right is that what it is? Yep, it's, yeah. yeah, it's dot it. Yep, yep. European. Um, and you guys got to change that. Get, get an American side <laughs> for people. You know, Americans aren't going to know that. I always say it, but they're yeah. not going to know it. Yeah, it's not as easy as you think. <laughs> okay, no, I know. Hey, so uh, listen, Dan, you're at Chad Reed. So what is going on with Chad? What's happening? How's, how's he doing? Uh, how does he like the uh, new bike? And uh, what's going on? Monster Cup? Uh, it, it's good. I was actually there today. And, uh, yeah, we tested some, some new products. Um, I don't know about Monster Cup. I don't think he knows about Monster Cup. Mm-hmm. Um I think he's uh, the only thing he's committed to. I believe is the Australian Supercross, yep. which is uh, no- November. Um, so Eric, yeah, I, Eric Pennard was over and said that they're close to him for for for, for, for Paris Supercross. I guess it depends yeah, on bike and like, team. Uh, so yeah, trying trying to get some stuff. It would be uh, around the same time as the Australia stuff, so I think it'd be a little bit easier, you know, just to send you know one bike and and use it at all those rounds. But uh, as far as you know, putting together, I think a lot of pieces have to to come together before before anything can be made. So. Chanceability that your chanceability that you're managing this team. Um, <laughs> I work for Athena and Gibbs. I know, uh, but 
I know this. Chance ability that I help out a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I'm getting at. Chance ability that Dan Truman is involved in some manner. Um, I know he's he, he's been very vague on social media, but it looks like sounds like he's riding a KTM and and uh, and maybe there's a chance for a Honda down the road. And I spoke to someone at Suzuki that said they're running it up the flagpole. So. Uh, I'm going to narrow it down to those three brands, everybody. I think he'll be on one of those three brands. There, I would not put anything past any brand at this point, honestly. Uh, I don't think I don't think it's down to anything. Everything <laughs> is being a, tested. I brought an OGO full full of stuff. Did he? Uh, and he sold the 08 Honda 450, so that's out of the question. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank God that's out of the question. We took that thing for, out of the bottom shop at least 30 times over the last few years. <laughs> he, he really liked that bike. He really did. Yeah, no, I, I know, I know. So thank God that's out of the question. Um, all right, uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, let's get to the callers. Dark Side, what's up, man? What's going on? How are you? Um, so my question is, this weekend being the last round, are there any guys that are kind of flying under the radar that you think will step up big time to look for to get a, maybe a decent ride, you know, like somebody like Kyle Chisholm or somebody in that level that maybe will step up big this weekend? Uh, I don't think anybody's going to get them a ride. There's four out of the top 10 250 motocross guys in the points. They're out this weekend. So why can't Dan or Mitchell Harrison do really well this weekend? You know, somebody like that. Yeah, M- Mitchell Harrison is the, the best 250 guy, I believe, that's available for teams that mm-hmm. doesn't have a ride. So um, I can look. I would look for him to have a really good race this weekend, something like Red Bud, maybe not on the podium, but, uh, you know, a top five, top six, both motos. In the 450 class, you know, we seen Justin Bogle step up last week. Uh, it seems everybody thinks that he's going to JGR. I don't think that's official or, or anything like that, but uh, I see him to have another good weekend, mm-hmm. trying to end the, uh, end the season on a good note. But as far as somebody like Kyle Chisholm, I think he'll be doing better than last weekend, but I don't think it'll get him a ride. Yeah. Um, there you go, Dark Side. Thanks, man. All right, see Thanks. Uh, Steven, you want to talk about Adam Cincerillo? What's going on? Yeah, how you doing? I uh, I just had a question. What does a rider like that make, you know, that he just signed? And if you knew of what teams were after him for a contract and what kind of money was on the table – a little inside information is what I'm looking for. Here. Well, he was he was talking to Geico. He was down the road with Geico Honda for sure. Uh, I know he talked to Star also, um, but I believe Geico was the one going for him, and and in the end, he decided to pro circuit. Uh, I would bet his salary is two fifty to three hundred range. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I would say it's there. I think there was more teams than that going for him, though. I, I believe Suzuki had some. Uh, some interest in them uh-huh. with 250, 450 deals, and uh, I even believe KTM was interested, but I just don't think they could promise them anything long term. Yeah, um, for for 450 deals. But yeah, yeah the one actually, that, sorry to interrupt you, Dan. The one deal I did hear, I forgot to say, yeah, him in the factory KTM truck, Dan. Right? That's, yeah, that's the, yeah, that yeah, that, that's what I was talking about. Right. So, um, yeah, so there was definitely options there. The reason being is on KTM or even on Suzuki, he was able to do his own his own sponsors, uh, you know, so you get at pro circuit, you're a one contract, you're all in gear, helmet, right. everything yeah. at, at factory KTM or Suzuki, you're able to do a deal and get your own gear deal and goggles and, and make a lot right. of money. So, um, but I think at the end of the day, he looked at the team and he's happy and, and the people he gets to work with. And I think in a few years, I think we'll see Adam in the factory Cali truck. That's just my opinion. Um, you know, he has a good relationship with the, the higher ups there. So, uh, yeah, on salary, okay. I, I have no, I have no clue, but yeah. I know 
with win bonuses and everything, I think you could look at someone like Zach who won both titles. I mean, he probably made $2 million this year, you know, with wins Holy and, cow. and bonuses. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. So, Awesome. Well, that gives, me, that gives me the information I need. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, yeah. Dan. Dan, no problem. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. The Fly Race and Moto 60 Show with Dan Truman. Dan, what do you make of a couple of silly season moves that we think are going to happen? First up, we know this is happening. Jake Weimer to MCR Honda. What's, what's your take on that? I like it. I like the move. I think uh, I think Jake's a good fit for the team. He's a really good tester, which could help. I think uh, they're going to have a lot more Honda support, I've been told. Um, I, I like it. I think Jake's an awesome rider and um, you know, I'm a little biased because we're friends, but uh, I think it's a good move for him. Okay, and uh, it, I think ju- the Justin Hill to JGR on a two-year deal is is gonna is is done. It's happening. Market stamp it. What's your take on that? Now, two fifties on eighteen, four fifties in nineteen. Yeah, I'm a little on the fence about this deal. Um, one, Justin Hill was awesome in Supercross. He was great for Pro Circuit. He won the title. I haven't seen the work ethic it looks like outdoors. Uh, I know he's racing this weekend. He's coming back this weekend. Um, but I don't know. JGR gets a number one plate. Suzuki gets a number one plate. So I see their side of it. And then uh, I think he has a lot of talent and will be good in the 450 class. We just haven't. I don't know that it's going to go Supercross and outdoors. So I'm kind of on the fence about this deal. The Justin Hill fans will tell you, hey, he's been injured all year. That's what they'll tell you to that. You know? Yeah, but. I, I I get that, and but they're all hurt at some point. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just believe he really likes Supercross. Mm-hmm. He's really talented. Um, I think he'll do good on, on the on the team. Um, unfortunately for next year, going into on the 250, that's kind of an older bike. I don't, you know, I don't want to say it's not as good as his his current bike. But it's not. Definitely. Being... It's, stop being politically correct. It's not. <laughs> There's no way. Okay. Okay, well, Dungey won on it in 2010. It was pretty good then. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> racing against carburetors, he was really good. Um, what What is Sewer doing to his bike that's so different? Uh, is it radical? Do you know? Is it crazy stuff? Now, I heard some stories about a KTM bottom end on the thing, like uh, uh, crank and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, but what what's Sewer doing to make that thing work? Or, or is he not making it work, and it's just sort of the competition? No, the bike is really good. Uh, we work actually really close in development with that bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the bike at our factory in, in Italy, and um, we work close with that team. They use you know all the Athena and Get products that we make. But the difference is, is it doesn't have a lot of bottom end, which is good for Supercross, and that's what we struggled with a, a bit this year. Um, you know, with Cunningham and the guy Kyle Peters, the guys that rode the bike for us. It's a really good outdoor bike. It actually is because that's what the GP guys have developed it for over the last few years. Uh, we have a second injector on it, which is really good for outdoors, but it doesn't benefit as much in Supercross. So, you know, okay. I, think that's where, I think that's where the struggle is. For the last four years, they've really developed it to be an outdoor bike. Um, so we worked on it really hard this year. It will be better. 100% it'll be better than it has been. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they have a new bike in 19, and I think that's the bike that'll be good. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and our buddy Marty, back to Pro Circuit. Couldn't find a 450 rod back to Pro Circuit for for what I believe is his last year. Do do the 100 point rule, uh, 125 point rule, or whatever. Unless he has a disaster of a year, uh, he's back at Pro Circuit. Yeah, I, th- I think the rule's going to change though. Oh god, um, <laughs> because I think the yeah, I think the rule's going to change. But we'll leave it at that. But uh, either way, Marty really didn't want to ride a 250. I know everybody hates it that he rides a 250, but he literally couldn't find a 450 job. He called. You know, he called Forrest Butler every day. He's called all these teams, and nobody had a spot for him. And you can see a guy that's on the podium can't get a ride. 
what's he supposed to do? Okay, he's going to go to maybe, you know, arguably the best 250 team there is and get a paycheck. So I can't blame the guy for doing that. What is Forrest? Now, I like Benny Bloss. Uh, Forrest is going all in with Benny and Blake Baggett next year. BB, maybe it's something to do with the initials. He'll only like riders with the initials <laughs> BB. But I'm taking Marty over Benny every time. Now, I don't know what Benny's making in salary compared to Marty, but I'm taking Marty every time. Yeah, I think that uh, when you put it on paper, you could sign guys like Bogle or Marty or, you know, or Chad Reed or somebody to this team that would be better than Benny. But uh, Forrest, he doesn't pay Benny much, and uh, he believes in Benny, and he really wants to give him a chance. And okay. that's, uh, I think that's what it is. So, uh, you know, we always say give this guy a chance, and, you know, yeah, yeah. I think that's good. You know, he's getting a chance. You know, you'll never make everybody happy. People want to see somebody get a chance. Well, he's getting one, so yeah. I guess we can see how it goes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, uh, I think Marty can top five 450 Supercrosses or podium sometimes. I really do. Yeah, he rides the bike good. I mean, obviously yep. – uh, we see him ride during the week, and I think he wins it, would win every race. But um, that's the Marty we've seen for years, though. He's been able to beat anybody at any time, mm-hmm. but he crashes. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kyle. He's, out, th- he's yeah. out this weekend, right? He's out this weekend. Yeah, Marty is out. Yeah, see? Um, Kyle, what's going on? What's your question? Uh, felt like I wanted to bogart the phone today. Sure. I didn't have a chance to listen live on the Pulp Show, but I thought, I may be delusional, I thought I heard um, Eric say something about there being talk of combining maybe a couple GPs with pro nationals. Um, Obviously. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Well, yeah, Eric did. What Eric said was he thought in, like, 2011 – it was close. He had talked to Monster, Bruce Sternstrom at Monster, about making it happen. He talked to some people over here in America. He talked to Giuseppe. He thought that in 2011, he was close to having a combined GP slash national. And I said, you're crazy because there's too many sponsors and too many egos and too much water uh, under that bridge um, or too much. Now, nah, I think that's water under the bridge is, is a good thing. Um, too much hostilities anyways to, to make it work, uh, uh, Kyle. But I, I don't see it happening. But that's what yeah, Eric was saying. Well, in a world of unicorns and leprechauns, it would be a sure. Thing. That would yeah, be bigger than the than the motocross of nations. Yeah, I like it. And I'm going to go outside and pick some money off my money tree, and and yeah, well, and, and ride my unicorn to work. So if you will, text me your address. Thank you. I will do that. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, Dan. That would be so epic. But come on, uh, we can't even agree on anything right now in our sport. Yeah, I, I've actually heard that rumor. I've been asked about it from some people from Europe, and I just don't know how it would work. Whose format do you use? The GP format is so different than the U.S. format, uh, qualifying and two-day races, and there's just so many things that come down to it that would cause issues. And sponsors. I mean, it would be great. Yeah, I know, and sponsors yeah, and everything. I mean, you know, yeah, and we sponsor the GP series. Athena and Gitter are a huge sponsor of that, but we don't sponsor the U.S. series. Yep. Do we still get? Do we still get all of our signage? And do we still get all of our, you know, like the yeah. TV coverage? It's just, I, I don't know. I feel like it would, uh, it would be awesome, but I think we would just be dreaming. And how's our buddy JT going to react when it's the Fox hole shot? How's that going to go down? <laughs> yeah, like we got the Fox. Is it the Fox slash Fly hole shot? Or you know, there's just too many. <laughs> there's too many things going on. No, I agree, but it would be great. But you know what? Hey, MX Sports and, and Davey Coombs and uh, David Luongo now more at Ustream. They're talking. They're they're buddies. So that's one step. Before it was not impossible, but now there's at least one step forward, right? Yeah, I, I think it's good. I think uh, you're going to go to the USDP, and uh, I actually have never been to this track, but. 
I've heard nothing but good things about it, and I, I think that they're all trying to work together. I really do. Yeah, yeah, no, actually, and that's the one step that's before you can even talk about anything. That's that's one thing that has to happen. So, um, all right, Dan Truman from Get on the uh, line. So, Dan, you added up the national numbers. You sent me over a, a list. I should probably should have told you before the show to pull it out. But anyways, regardless, the off the memory or, or if you have it in front of you, the one guy that looks like he'll be new to a permanent number, which is top ten combined points. And by the way, Dan, we are 18 years into this thing, and people are still confused. It, it really it's baffles so me. It baffles me. People have been tweeting me, why is Nicoletti, you know, because we were kind of talking back and forth with Phil, why isn't he number 37? And I'm just like, guys, come on. Oh, I come just, on. I just, I can't, I can't <laughs> deal with these people. It's 18 years. <laughs> I get it if it changed a year or two ago and you're still catching up. I get it. Um, but uh, anyways, okay, so uh, the only – Guy to get a permanent number in 2018 looks like AC. Uh, nobody else will have that chance, especially Fernand. Fernandez was right there, but uh, he's out this weekend. Yeah, the numbers. So for anybody who doesn't know, one last time, <laughs> you only get a permanent number if you finish in the top ten overall. 250 Supercross, 450 Supercross, and outdoors for both combined. Combined. So, um, and if you win a title, you get to pick a single digit number. If you win a a national title, which is 250 motocross or either 450 title. Yep. So that's the rule. The 250 uh, supercross is, class is regional, people. It's regional, not a national. It's title. a regional, right. which doesn't make sense because they count your points. Oh so, god. For instance, oh god. Anthony Rodriguez raced East Coast Supercross six rounds, seven rounds. He raced, and he's a he's like in the 50s. But a guy like Alex Ray, who raced every 450 supercross, and you know made 15 main events. Uh, he's number ninety six right now. Yep. <laughs> so that that so, just shows you that yeah. the system is not right. So yeah, basically the AMA and uh, FIM is telling you that Anthony Rodriguez is a better rider than Alex Ray due to his few main events on one regional coast in Supercross. That's what they're telling. And you. I and I'm not arguing who's the better. I agree with you. I'm not arguing who's the better rider, but the point system shows that A Rod is number fifty something and. A Ray. Alex Ray is probably yeah is probably not even going to get a number after this weekend because a few guys are going to bump him yep. and he probably won't even get a national number and he made the premier class <laughs> the main event every single weekend the the system used to not count the regional supercross points and that's how I feel it should be now but uh, yeah it's a it's it, a joke. It's oh god it's a joke. Uh, Adam, so anyways Adam is going to Adam is going to get a number no matter what happens this weekend he can't fall out of the top ten uh, he has a big enough cushion so. Uh, even if he didn't race, he's the only person to get a national number this year, or a permanent number. Um, and it sounds like he's going to take number 92. He told us, he absolutely, wants. yeah. 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 So, uh, and then that means Ferrandis gets the first number available, which is 13, but uh, sometimes AMA does give you the choice to not take number 13 yep. uh, just because of superstition. So he will get to choose between either 13 or the next available, which is 16 if Zach Osborne takes number eight and i think osborne's taking eight yes i think so it'll be 16 and then it'll be uh 29s available 27s available yep 27 and 29 open up uh osborne could take number seven if he really had some balls and wanted to just be number seven he could take number seven they won't let him do it they will not (laughs) let him take number seven he can take number seven (laughs) i know i know he can dan (laughs) but that's not happening um, but I tell you what I do. If I'm Zach Osborne, I take number seven, 
And then when James decides to launch the race, I sell it to him, and then I go to the and make a little extra money. Yeah, no, I've heard that theory. I've heard that theory. Um, it's not a bad, not a bad idea. So AC will be number ninety-two uh, for twenty eighteen and beyond, and then uh, Dylan Ferrandez will be the first guy to get a you know the lowest number available. So um, it's always interesting to see what happens and who gets what and everything else. And and, and so, um, all right, the, wrap this thing up. Let's take a call from Michael. Michael, what's going on? How are you? Hey, what's up, Mathis? What's up, Dan? How's it going, uh, Dan? It's actually Schwartz. Hi, hey man, what's up? Uh, another day, another dollar. Um, so I've been uh, been curious about this for a while. So bike setup, it it, it always seems like such a secret, but it, the, it's not like it matters from one rider to another rider on the same team. They don't necessarily like each other's bike setup anyway. Let alone one guy on you know Cowie versus Yamaha, like entirely different brands, different bikes. So why do you think why are these guys always so secretive about it? It would be a little bit more insightful and cool for some of the fans to know. Um, a little bit more specifically what these guys are changing when they find something, but they just say, oh, I found something, and I go, okay, that's great, but so why why such a secret when it it doesn't really seem like it would matter if they divulge all the information anyway? Dan? Uh, Yeah, I can take this. Uh, A funny story is that uh, I was at Chad's today, and he rode a, I can tell you, he rode a stock motorcycle, like, like as stock as they get, and uh, he he went faster than he has been on some other bikes. So um, I kind of give DV some credit for this. I believe a few months ago, DV said, I wish people would start more from a production bike instead of riding the factory bike. And um, I don't know why it's a secret, honestly, because if you took, a, you know, Blake Baggett's KTM to, to Benny Bloss, it's not going to matter. You know what I mean? They're two totally different riders, bar setups, everything else. So, I don't know if that comes from the teams and the manufacturers just being so secretive. Uh, Steve will tell you how you know Yamaha was when he worked there. I mean, you can't take photos at the shop and and that kind of stuff. So I'm not really sure where it comes from. If it's from the teams or the mechanics, but it really, I think guys need to really start from a production bike more. I agree with DV on this. And how about like in uh, in in NASCAR? They're like, yeah, we took two turns out or two turns in or, or whatever on on you know. On the on the well, suspension, yeah, it, and and they just, it just tell seems you it's a little more engaging for the fans. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah, and I same thing with the contracts and stuff. And we had a guy call earlier and asked about contracts, and we have no idea what AC makes. But in in football or any other sport, you can you can just Google it, and it tells you what anybody makes. Well, that's a union. That's a that's apples to oranges, in my opinion, Dan, because it's a union. We don't know if you want to go apples to apples. We don't know the NASCAR deals, and we don't know the the uh, IndyCar deals, and we don't know the MotoGP deals publicly, and that's more apples to apples in my opinion. The other sports are unions, which are they want they negotiate for the right to make the salaries public so that everybody can get more because you can look at your comps, you know. So, but even still, yeah, make that more make that more uh, open. I agree, um, all of that. So, uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. See you guys. Uh, all right, Dan. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, this might be – we might be back next week, so I'll call you. We could have you back on for the for the USGP Moto 60 show. We're not sure. All right. But all if right. not, th- thank you to Get for the support all year long. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, please check them out uh, if you can, if you need some uh, same ECUs that the, the JGR Suzuki guys, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb, many more. Uh, basically almost everybody in Europe but Honda, Dan, 
basically? Uh, not, not, not everybody. Maybe everybody soon. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that happens. And uh, tell Chad that if he needs any Honda tips uh, to talk to Kiefer, uh, he really knows that bike well. So that's, I'll, I'll, I'll pass, that, pass that on to him, please. I might, I might text you for some if you got any other contact for other brands. Then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do Dan. you know anybody at T- Do you know anybody at TM? <laughs> Because <laughs> he wa- he watched the GP and he says, "Who's this Bernardini guy? He looks fast." And I'm like, "No, no." <laughs> Poor Dan Truman. We'll, we'll we'll light a candle for you tonight, Dan. Um, thanks, uh, thanks for your time, buddy. Thank you. All right, all right, Dan Truman from Get. That's it, everybody. Five Race and Motor Sixty Show. Pro Taper Get Truck Hero Hits. Yes, sir. I don't know if we're back next week, but if not, you did a hell of a job this year. Oh, thank you. Even those shows you didn't show up at. Yeah, I tried. All right. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. We will uh, maybe see you next week.